Best of Times live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times, your host, Gary Kaligas. Good morning. Thank you for listening to our show today. I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. I do also thank those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com or listening via the Keel application on their Apple and Android devices. In just a few minutes, we're going to hear about a storytelling project which has and is taking place in the Shreveport area and three other cities throughout the United States. So stay tuned to the show to learn how to participate and some additional information for you and your loved ones. Be sure to pick up the current issue, the best of times, at one of our 270 distribution locations. We thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. Remember, if you're unable to find a copy at one of our distribution locations, you can always visit our popular website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine, as well as to view the 2020 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory, as well as to listen to previously broadcast radio shows of the Best of Times Radio Hour. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Bears Tenant Country as Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Key. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Abears Town and Country F Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Caligas, and I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show is a very special guest, is Mr. Dave Isay, who is the founder and president of StoryCorps. Uh, he's going to be discussing his program, which has been implemented in the Shreveport area for the past several months. So thank you, Dave, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. for having me. I appreciate it. So, so Dave, tell us a little bit about StoryCorps. So uh, a little bit about it. I think a lot of people may not know, may, may know some, but elaborate a little bit about it. Sure. Ha- happy to do that. So um, I founded StoryCorps about 17 years ago. Um, it's, it's, I was actually in, uh, I did, uh, radio before that and have always been very interested in, in public service, how to use, how to use audio and radio to do good for people and had this crazy idea uh, of StoryCorps, um, where basically we started in, in New York city. We put a booth in grand central terminal where you can bring anyone who you want to honor by listening to their story, a parent, grandparent, you come with your grandma to this booth and you're met by a facilitator who works for StoryCorps who brings you inside door shuts you're in complete silence the lights are low it's kind of a sacred space sitting across for your, from your grandmother <laughs> and for, for 40 minutes you you ask questions and you listen and as you well know you know the microphone gives you the license to talk about things you've never talked about before That's so true. from the very beginning of story Corps, people thought of this as if i had you know 40 minutes left to live what would i say to my grandma what would i ask of her at the end of the 40 minutes you get a copy and another stays with us, and it goes to the Library of Congress, so your great-great-great-great-great-grandkids can get to know your grandmother through her voice and story. Um, and essentially, you know, because of what happens in the booth, we're kind of collecting the wisdom of humanity. 
it started in New York, um, and people thought we were kind of crazy, like they had no idea what this was, but eventually it got really popular, and um, we started traveling all across the country. We have these booths, um, that these Airstream trailers that, that travel all over the place, and we've now had about 650,000 Americans wow. participate in this thing. Yeah, so it's the largest collection of voices ever gathered, and really it's just about the, you know, the beauty and grace and poetry and the stories of just us, of everyday people, of our families that are hiding in plain sight all around us if we just take the time to listen. Well, maybe you don't know, the, for the past five years, I'm 70 now, I've been advocating to all my readers and radio listeners, they need to, they need to get the stories from their grandparents, parents, uncles and aunts before it's too late. I mean, I, there's so many stories we've lost in the past that uh, family members either wasn't asked about or didn't care about or weren't even inquiring about. Some of these stories are just remarkable. And, uh, I'm, you know, I compliment you and your... Uh, you and your staff about doing this. It needs to be done, and this is a more formal method. Uh, I've told people just write it down. If your if your 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 son or daughter or granddaughter do that, but this is remarkable. Not many people, you know, you probably have collected so many stories that would probably would never have come about. Even in forty minutes, it's better than no minutes of of dialogue. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, first of all, thank you for you know beating the drum to get people to listen to each other, which is what StoryCorps is all about. Um, and, you know, every day, because, you know, I started this thing, we're a big, we're, we're a nonprofit public, but we're a pretty big organization now. But every day people come up to me and say, I wish I had interviewed my grandmother. I wish I had interviewed my brother. I wish I had interviewed my, you know, whoever it is, but I waited too long. And, you know, part of what we want to do is remind people not to wait. You know, one of the lessons of StoryCorps is, you know, you got you to gotta have these conversations now. Here we are in the middle of COVID. You just never know what tomorrow will bring, you know, and. And this is a chance in many ways to just, you know, to say the things you've always wanted to say to the people you love, um, to have a sense of, of closure and to ask the important questions. So StoryCorps interviews aren't really like, um, you know, they're not, they're, it's not people kind of like listing what happened to them year by year. They're pretty intimate conversations. So they're questions about what you've, what you've learned in life or who was kindest to you in your life. You know, I, as I said, we've had 650,000 people participate. You know, every one of them basically at some point, no matter how tough you are, everyone cries, you know, yes. because, you know, what what's more important than being listened to and, you know, being reminded that you matter and that, that you won't be forgotten. So I, I know we're going to talk about a special project of StoryCorps, but if people want to just record with a grandparent, even now during COVID, if you go to StoryCorps.org, S-T-O-R-Y-C-O-R-P-S.org, um, there are all, we have an app, we have a way to do it uh through a special platform, if you're not face to face, and awesome. um, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty spectacular, as you know, experience because you've been talking about this for a while. No, and I, just, com just I, I commend you on that. But but again, even in even in forty minutes, I don't know how you. I was going to ask you how you pick forty minutes, thirty minutes, whatever. But you know, it's still an opportunity to to get some of their some of the the aspects of the dialogue between that that relative or friend that you probably would have never have gotten unless you, you know, I'm sure you, you, you prod us or help us in get asking those interesting questions. But again, that it's, it's a good start and it may end up continuing, right? I'm sure these people that have done StoryCorps have gone and continued with their loved one or their relative, right? A absolutely. You know, but you can get a lot done in a 40-minute conversation. And people do prepare before they come in. We have best questions, you know, the, the 10 most popular questions. And, you know, what what we always tell you to do is ask that question you've always wanted to get to ask. Because like we said before, it's that, it's that opportunity to, to, to ask that thing you've always wanted to, you know, you, you, you've never known. And, and 
you know, people realize this is going to the Library of Congress, that they're part of American history. And, you know, even the most reluctant person who says, I don't have a story to tell. Oh. You know, once they start in these in these conversations, they just, you have to kind of drag them out after 40 minutes because well, they don't want to stop talking. Well, I don't um, know, elaborate magical. You know, I, I've been promoting your, your program locally, but also been, you know, telling people to, to, to jot down their stories with their loved ones via now, you know, you got your iPhones, you can just videotape everything between people. But yeah. th- there's so many relatives that have contacted me. How did you get my my mother to tell me about her involvement in World War II? I said, I just right. asked her. I was just at that. assisted That's living, right. and I gave her a presentation to 75 people there, and, and she said... She came up to me. She says, "Mr. Gary, I think I need to tell the rel- my relatives and my family members what I did." And I said, "Really?" And she gave me a brief overview. I says, "Definitely. Nobody knows about this but me right now." She says, "Yep, you're the only one." And I said, "Please." And so the the, the rest of the story was she ended up uh, calling her all her relatives to come visit her on a certain date. And then I get a call from her grandson says, "How did you get my grandmother to share that with us?" Nobody knew that. Even my mom and dad didn't know that. I didn't say, yeah. well, that's ha- sometimes this happens. And I, told, and I told the young man, I said, you know, that could also be a, a pretty good story for a movie <laughs> movie, movie plot. <laughs> he said, well, really? Some of these are, some really? of these are you know, they're, they're better than movies, the, oh, the wow, everyday people's wow. stories. You know, and it's real. And, you know, it's kind of the opposite of reality TV because no yeah. one does it to get rich. No one does it to get famous. It's just you know, kind of the ultimate act of generosity and love. And and when you go around and talk about this, you know, again, not you, you should do it any way you can. The important thing is having the conversation. But we do have a StoryCorps app. And if you, requ- again, it's audio only, it's not video, but you do take a photograph because I'm, I'm a believer, as, as I know you are, in the power of the human voice. True. But um, if you use this app, at the end of it, you just you just hit send and it goes right to the Library of Congress, which means 500 years from now, you know, your your descendants are going to get to listen to this interview you did with, with your loved one. I like that, Dave. 500 years from now. I don't think they're going to be Googling me there. My producer is laughing at me right now. He said 500 years. Will they know, Gary, will they know Gary Caligas back in 500 years? God, I'll be an antique really person by then. <laughs> Hopefully they'll be Googling me or I'll, I'll be on Apple Podcasts, you know, for 500 years. I don't know. Mr. Apple will be around by then. Okay, so tell us about your unique program of this one small step program so how did it come about sure so so you know story the story core what we've been talking about talking to your grandparents talking to loved ones about their lives has worked really well for a long time um but we had this um idea you know we're kind of in the human connection business and you know six or seven years ago we started thinking about the divides in the country the fact that you know we were start at that time obviously now it's much worse that we kind of hate and fear our neighbors sometimes more than are, you know, international adversaries, or Russians and so forth. Things have just gotten crazy across the political divide. Our concern that a democracy can't survive in a swamp of mutual contempt. You know, Mother Teresa used to say, you know, we've forgotten that we belong to each other. And I think that's true in this country as well, you know, and, and, and we need a way to remind us that indeed we do, that, you know, there's so much more we share in common that divides us, no matter where we are on the political spectrum. And the danger is not of arguing. It's okay to argue. It's okay to disagree. But when you start looking at someone across the political divide as an enemy, um, when you start seeing them as less than human, you get into very, very dangerous territory. Um, so we broke one small, we broke StoryCorps and created this thing called One Small Step that looks a little bit like the StoryCorps experience, but is pretty different. We started, and our, you know, as I said, we're a nonprofit, we're a public service. Our oath is that when you come to StoryCorps, you leave 
better off than when you came in. So we test everything intensely. We've spent years testing this new kind of interview, which wow. is called One Small Step, that basically puts strangers across the political divide. We've never had strangers before, but we put a, a Biden voter and a Trump voter together. <laughs> um, now, now only over the computer because of COVID, um, but eventually face-to-face. And the idea is not to talk about politics, but just to get to know that person as a human being, to talk about your lives, to talk about what you care about. And, you know, it kind of reminds us that it's it's hard to hate up close. Um, and the idea, the big idea is that we convince the country that it's our patriotic duty to see the humanity in people that we may disagree with. Again, because I think, and, and I think it's pretty obvious that the future of our democracy is at stake. If we're, um, you know, if we're at each other's throats the way we are now, um, this this country is not going to um, go in the direction that we all hope it'll go. You're absolutely um, right about that. So, you're, you're absolutely so, and, right. Yeah. Um, and we would love, I, I'm thrilled, I, I, I didn't even realize, I didn't, until we got on the phone, I didn't realize you were at KEL, KEL, which I've heard a lot about. And we would love all listeners of KEL to participate in this. Um, you can go to takeonesmallstep.org slash Shreveport to sign up. And I should say, we, um, we've been testing this for three years um, with, uh, in about 40 cities, and we picked four cities to launch it in. We launched a couple of months ago. Um, we're going to be in Shreveport for the next year and in surrounding areas. Uh, and, uh, you know, we did a lot of polling and picked four cities where we thought that the people in these towns have the courage to listen. Um, <laughs> Shreveport is one of those places. So we were picked because of our, our courage? That's, that's, that's a positive You got it. That is positive. Got it. Well, everything, everything about StoryCorps and everything about One Small Step is positive. It's about hope. And it's about the truth because a lot of what you see in – you know, 24-hour news or whatever it is. That's you know, we there's kind of a you know a fear and hate industrial complex out there that's that's telling us not to you know to fear each other. And there's a lot of money to be made from social media and from media in general. But you know, that's that it's it's just not the truth. You know that we we have to see each other, our neighbors as brothers and sisters in that's order. That's true. To, Absolutely um, true. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, you can disagree, but you know, you don't have to be um, majorly argumentative about it. I think people have different opinions, and uh, I mean, I hopefully, the, the, hopefully, people agree that the majority rules. Even though there may be a majority opinion, you need to continue on and and move on and being positive and giving them a chance. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I think people need to hear hear, and I'm, I know a lot of my friends on both sides of the coin uh, on this area at least listen to each other. And don't you know yell That's and right. scream? So they they do a more professional manner. So this was you told me was was uh, demonstrated and tested in various cities, and I understand it was done in Birmingham, right? Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham, Alabama was one of the cities we did it in. Yes. So yep. how, what happened there, and how did it affect your program to move forward? Well, you know what we saw in all this testing was that you know it's 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 thrilling. You know when you. I, I did a, a test interview a couple of weeks ago myself, and you know, getting on the phone with someone who you otherwise never would have talked to—it's a video chat—and having this, you know, really meaningful conversation with them, and just seeing people differently, and and realizing that like there's no nuance anymore that we put people <laughs> in boxes, you know, um, is it's it's you know it's just as you said it's just so, it's an incredibly hopeful feeling. I mean, what we saw. What we see in people across the board when they, when they do these things, and, and and we do again, we research this very closely. There are ground rules. You know, you're not allowed to yell at each other, talk over each other. We encourage people not to talk about politics. But what we see over and over again is people feel more hopeful. 
they fear less they feel less fearful of people across the divides and Good. almost every conversation ends the same way with the two people who are talking saying like i want to continue the conversation will you come over for dinner you know what's your email address you know so it's just beginning to stitch this you know frayed fabric of the country back together and you know if we can if shreveport can do this again you're one of three cities across the country um where where we thought this could could succeed and if we could you know, prove to the country that it's, you know, that it's the normal thing to do is to treat each other with dignity and respect, not, you know, what we're seeing now on Twitter and so forth, like, you know, dehumanizing each other, then we're going to have a very different country and Shreveport could be a, a real part of that. So after you collect the, the these different stories and information, are you going to be sharing snippets with the world? And, yep. and uh, great. I mean, yeah, and 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 we'd love to, you know, we'd love to share them with with you as well. Yeah, we'll definitely. be editing some of them, but the, the, we'll edit some of them. And we have, you know, there's a, a kind of a public health campaign that's going to be coming to Shreveport. The Ad Council, who did, you know, um, Smokey the Bear and, mm-hmm. and you know seatbelts in cars, is doing a big campaign <laughs> about having the courage to listen. So you'll be you'll be hearing and seeing about seeing this, and you know, but the real objective is just to. Again, just to, to to remember that people across the political divides are, you know, are not people to be, you know, to to be hated and, and feared. They're just people. They're people just like us. Well, let, let me. I hope I'm, I'm not asking a confidential question, but I've sure. had several of my listeners ask me before I do this show to ask you or ask the the hierarchy of of StoryCorps. What's been the reception in the Shreveport area? And we had a lot of calls, or we've had a lot of people go yeah. online. I mean, has it been has it been good, satisfactory? So I, it, it has been. It's been very good, and, and we've been. Um, you know, we started working with uh, Red River Radio early on, and we've switched over uh, to working with them and and with StoryCorps coming in. I have not seen the numbers on Shreveport. I mean, we slowed down a little bit um, because of the pandemic and launched a little bit later than than we were going to, and were. We're, we're slow walking it a little bit um, because, you know, things out coming out of the presidential election were so crazy. Um, but, you know, in, in the next couple of weeks and months, we're going to we're going to really start ramping up the messaging. Um, the experiences that people are having are fantastic. We have uh, we, we have a, a lot of response, but we have the capacity to do as many people as um, as as want to participate. So. You know, I, I think we, we, we have a great start, but until everybody in Shreveport is aware that this is happening and until everybody in Shreveport who wants to participate has signed up to participate, we're not going to be satisfied. So we're doing fine, but we have a long way to okay. go. Look, we, we know we know that this is a moonshot. You know, given <laughs> where we are in the country, you look at you look at the, the news headlines everywhere. I mean, it's a little bit crazy what we're trying to do, but, you know, we're going to take a hard swing at it with the people of Shreveport oh. because... It's worth it because uh, because if you know God help us if we don't. Well, I commend you on that, and I, I do I do want to tell all our listeners out there you can participate. It's only forty minutes, but also all backgrounds are look and not uh, people have said, well, Gary, you look like you're only promoting seniors and boomers. Well, really anybody can call it. They don't have to. There's no age limit, correct? No, but, anybody can call. I, I mean, we there there are a lot of um, we StoryCorps. I, I mean, I have to say is has always been about collecting the wisdom of humanity. And I've always felt that, you know, wisdom is contained in, you know, elders, people who've lived through a lot and people who've lived through difficult things, young and old. So, you know, there's a, there, there, there's a lot of elders who participate, you know, seniors and so forth. But 
you know, from from 12 to 112, you're welcome to. Uh, That's great. We have every kind of person imaginable. Okay, everyone, yep. we're gonna we're gonna mention this several times. It's in the best of time on the best of times website, and and also has been in the best of times magazine. But make sure if you miss all this information, it is on our website, bestoftimesnews.com. But uh, you can contact them to participate in this program for Shreveport at take one. Smallstep.org backslash Shreveport. So take one smallstep.org backslash Shreveport. And uh, hopefully, you know, you can spread the information to others. Uh, and this particular radio show will be podcasted. So if you, people did not know and hear about it from Dave, the, the founder and president of StoryCorps, uh, as well. Joining me on my show today is a very special guest, is Miss Sarah Nado, who was a participant in StoryCorps' One Small Step program from the Shreveport area. And I've asked her to come on the show to discuss her experience with this program and encourage others in the area to participate. So thank you, Sarah, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. You're welcome, Gary. Glad to be here. So what interests you? First of all, how did you find out about the program? Well, uh, I listened to... uh Red River Radio all the time. If my radio's on, it's on Red River Radio. Oh, that's good. They're a great show. Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> Hopefully you listen to my show every Saturday morning. I deal primarily with seniors and boomers, but uh, we've been promoting them in our magazine for the past, uh, since they introduced the program as well as in the, uh, just the first radio show we've done about them. So that's good. So hopefully others are participating. According to Dave, they've got a, quite a number of people in the Shreveport area to discuss their uh, discuss with one small step, and, and it's they're very thrilled to select our city. Did they did they explain to you why Shreveport was selected? They didn't really tell me why. They just told me that we were one of only three or four. We were only so three I'm... cities throughout the United States that were selected, and basically they did a lot of inquiries in our area, and they felt that our our city would be a great participant and would have more people willing to to share their experiences both ways uh, regarding these tense situations, regarding race, religion, etc. So, uh, uh-huh. so I, I mean, I'm, I feel that was positive that, you know, we're willing, willing and able to do that in the area. So that was very positive. Very I agree. Positive. So, I agree. So it still goes on. I want to tell everybody, it still goes on to about June of the, this year, 2021. So what did, first of all, what did you learn from this experience? Well, I um, I learned that there's a, a another a fine lady named Sarah in El Dorado, Arkansas, which is where I was born, by the way. <laughs> and uh, she uh, happens to disagree with me politically, but we got along like a house of fire as far as talking about ourselves and our values and our um, basic life beliefs, which were extraordinarily similar. Wow. So that's All positive, very positive. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And um, so, um, and I don't know if uh, if it, do you want to know my political leanings? Are you interested in that? It doesn't matter. Or, you can tell us. You can, it's <laughs> up to you. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Democrat. Uh, very, very liberal Democrat, <laughs> and uh, so that's. Uh, I, I feel sometimes very lonely <laughs> in the Shreveport area as far as 
uh, having someone to talk politics with who might agree with me. Well, you know, as long as you as long as you express it in a positive way and not a demeaning the other the other side that's talking, I'm sure that's what this this experience showed you that there's there's two sides. Exactly. And exactly. even though and, you and may be del- delivering by uh, you know. I'm, you can say that some people who are maybe Democrats still have those core values and maybe just in a slight different matter, right? Exactly. And it just, you know, um, we all um, have different ways of of, uh, of expressing those values and of, of, of determining how they uh, affect our uh, the way we live and so forth. But I think that our when it comes down to it, you know, our... Like you said, the core values are basically the same. We just uh, express them differently. So, so tell our listeners because I've had some people that have, are pondering doing this, but don't know uh, basically the, the the format. So, you you go to their website, arrange for you to to participate, and then what happens next? Well, you'll get a call from, uh, or even maybe a, an email or something from, um, you know, it's somebody at, at Red River Radio. It might be, uh, uh, oh, my, my mind's gone blank right now. Her last name's Moran um, uh, or somebody. But anyway, you wind up, uh, they schedule a, a time for you to, uh, to talk, you know, meet with your person that you're going to have the the conversation i'm calling it a conversation more than an interview even though we had a bunch of questions and everything but um uh oh my uh kermit polling uh the general manager of red river Radio, I know him very well. uh he um moderated our uh interview yeah. so tell everybody there is a moderator that's involved that, yeah. that, 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 and that. he he guides and directs and they send you questions to look Weeks ahead, or days anyway, ahead of time, you get this list of questions to think about what you want to ask. And, of course, we just barely got started. We barely scratched the surface because Sarah and I were both very um, uh, talkative and uh, uh, interested in learning about each other. And uh, and then when I found out she was from El Dorado, because I was born in El Dorado, even though I live in Shreveport now. And so it just made it that much more interesting. And um, uh, But... She had some very interesting life experiences and stories to tell, and it was just once we got started, it was it's not intimidating at all. And when you actually do the recording, and I think we've actually done two recordings because we did a follow up for their special that they had uh, a month or so ago. Uh, but Kermit is in the middle of it. It's a, it's done via Zoom, but you. Uh, can see and hear each other, you know, in real time, and 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 Kermit's there to, uh, you know, to get to, to provide guidance. And if we, you know, if we floundered or got lost, which I'm not sure that we ever <laughs> did, but he was there to he was there to uh, to guide us along. And I think he maybe interjected a question. There were it seemed like there were some specific questions that maybe he wanted us to talk about. And so, uh, I, you know, I don't really have a I don't have a photographic memory of everything that was said and done but um, um, it was n- it was a very pleasant process and it was not at all intimidating or frightening so, or anything. So do you feel that you learned something from this conversation and might change what you how you think and how you deal with these situations? Well I learned something uh, probably more about myself than I did about of, or, or that would change my mind because I, 
I try to be very open-minded. I try to be very um, uh, open to hearing the other person's point of view. And what, where I flounder is is having them wait and listen to my point of view. <laughs> you know, I feel like they 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 go off and 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 aren't interested in in what I have to say sometimes. And um, so I've learned to be a little more assertive about that without being uh, bombastic or anything, but just say, this is what I believe, and if I know why I believe it, you know, sometimes you don't know why you believe something. It's just it's how you were brought up or, <laughs> you know, you've always believed it, and, and it helps you, something like this helps you think about, why do I believe that? I know this is what I believe. Why do I believe that? And is that really, does that really fit with my core values, you know? Right. So it, yes, like I said, it, it kind of made me think about uh, myself and my own beliefs. I haven't changed anything, but I, I feel like I can be a little more comfortable talking with someone, maybe about politics, although I was brought up in a family where we didn't talk politics, so, uh, <laughs> or religion. <laughs> but, uh, so yes, I, I, I found it very, uh, very enlightening. So, in in your your, you said you had two discussions with this individual. That's great. So, would you consider meeting this person in person in the near future? To uh... oh, absolutely, absolutely. Wow, that's if it great. weren't for COVID, I probably already would have. Oh. because you know El Dorado is not that oh, far that's away. Oh, not far away at all. I've been many times up there. Road. Yeah. And and Sarah is uh, involved with the. Uh, South Arkansas Symphony, and she invited me to come to uh, a performance and be her guest, you know, at a performance of the, uh, the next time. And, you know, Kermit does, is the... Uh, oh, yes. He's the conductor. He's the, the conductor. <laughs> the conductor. Right? Yes, and he does yes. the conductor occasionally for the Shreveport Symphony for, for many, many years. Yes, yes definitely. Yes. Definitely, definitely. I've, loved, I've, I've, I've watched Kermit conduct, listened to him play the violin just and of course, his compositions. You know, he's a mm-hmm. he's also a composer. So I just sure. really, I think we have a real gem in Kermit Poling. Oh, he's he's definitely remarkable. So, so would you volunteer to have your conversation with somebody else after you've had this one that 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 doesn't? That oh yes, do, that, I would do it again. Yeah. And yeah. you feel that now this is is educated you to maybe have a conversation with somebody else that doesn't share your social or political issues. Would it help? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. So that's another positive aspect of this of this program. So it's it's helped you to branch out and and consider the other side. You might say, or consider their point their point of view as well. So I, I, right. my my, uh, my listeners wanted to know, based upon your experience, would you recommend them participating? Absolutely, because if uh, if nothing else, I think it makes you uh, think about what you believe and why you believe it. And I think that's real important that we don't just say, this is what I believe, but look inside ourselves and think about why we believe what we believe. Well, I had one I had one person ask me that wanted me to ask you this. They, they wanted me to ask you, do you feel that they want to, they want, they profiled you before when you went online to, to, uh, to apply to participate, they must have had something to ask you initially so they could match up competing, or I hate to say competing, different points of view. Opposing, yeah. So yes. they, they wouldn't um, want to get people in similar scenarios there. I don't think exactly. they would have a good conversation to, feel, to solve the problem. As I, recall, as I recall, we filled out a questionnaire online, and I think it asked for your political affiliation or 
your leanings or whatever, you know. Okay. And like I said, I'm not I'm not embarrassed to say that I'm a liberal, but um, I uh, uh, like I said, I'm not used to talking politics or um, political leanings uh, outside. Well, really, I don't I don't even talk to my family because when my mother died 14 years ago, um, I said something at her. At, at her funeral, I said something about being the only Democrat left in the family, and one of my nephews, one of my seven nephews, spoke up and said, "Well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Democrat." <laughs> so there's two of us in this family of you know 35 or 40 people. Oh. So, <laughs> well, we. It's, uh, well, I'm I'm glad it was a positive experience for you. I think that's what Dave said that his the purpose of his story core and the one step program. And again, right. I, I, we want to emphasize to everyone out here listening to this show uh, to, to, as Sarah suggested, that you participate, uh, volunteer to participate. It doesn't take a lot of time and effort. Um, and the website, again, go to the website at takeonesmallstep.org backslash Shreveport. So thank you, Ms. Sarah, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Your ex- sharing your experiences was awesome, and I'm sure it's going to help many thousands of people that are listening to this radio show that uh, can participate. And, and we definitely are proud that uh, they picked Shreveport as one of those three cities throughout the United States to, to, to talk about this, to implement this program. And he told us, I told our listeners just a few minutes ago, that they plan to summarize what they found in the Shreveport area uh, and share it with the world in the very near future. So I think after July or August of this year. Excellent. Yeah, excellent. excellent. Well, excellent. Gary, thank you so much for having me. It's been a well, pleasure. Have a good day and God bless you. Thanks. God bless you. Bye-bye. Joining me on my show today is Mr. Dave Isay, who is the founder and president of StoryCorps, and he's discussing a program known as One Small Step that has been implemented in the Shreveport area over the past few months. Well, thank you, Dave, for joining us today. I'm really happy to be back. So, so Dave, as we talked about the first segment uh, about about your small, small one small step program, uh, on our last segment we interviewed one of your storytellers in the area, and wow, she was wonderful. We thank Miss Sarah for volunteering to be on the show to discuss her experience, and it was she said it was tremendously positive. It was so positive that she did a second conversation. So, uh, wow, it w- wasn't that pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah, well, you know, it's what I said a little bit in the first segment. There's something kind of addictive about it. You know, it's so counter to the narrative, you know, of, of the country right now, which is just, you know, which is so negative and hopeless, you know. And, you know, I, you know, once you're face-to-face with um, with someone and have these kind of conversations, it's just, it's thrilling. I mean, we all, we all need a little bit of hope, right, especially now. And one small step is kind of, is, I think, you know, just a little dose of hope. And a way for us to take one step away from this, you know, abyss that I'm afraid that we're standing next to, you know, too close to in this country of, um, of you know, just devolving into something really dangerous. Well, there's the, the so much positive. Uh, she wanted me to ask, and I, I think we, we had the similar discussions when she said when she was interviewed or took the survey online. You go online, you express some of your core values, your your concerns, et cetera, and your social issues, which that helps to match to someone that's totally different, right, or almost different than what yeah. yours are, right? So, yeah, so you do a survey, and you're matched to someone who's politically on the other side of the divide, 
but you know, it, it's a little bit of a McDonald's special sauce um, uh, uh, that, that we do to match you. But you're probably going to have something in common with the person that you um, that you uh, disagree with politically. That you're on the other side of politically. She so did. She did. It was remarkable. There. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah. It worked out. So, so yeah, and then you and then you w- over the course of the interview, you you may just discover all of these things that you have in common. And you know the way it works is that you write a one a, a little bio telling uh, talking about your life for about a paragraph, and that gets exchanged with the person who you're going to talk to, the stranger you're going to talk to, just the first name, so you can't um, Google the person who who you're going to do the interview with. And when the interview <laughs> starts, you you read the you read the um, bio of the person you're talking to, and they read your bio. So you're kind of walking in that person's footsteps for a couple of minutes. Mm. And and you know like the participant said, it's you know it's scary but you know what's what's life but if not to show a little bit of courage once in a while and to do something for your country but she, but she also and I hope all of your people that you uh, interview or participate uh, she said she said that she she learned a lot on how to think and how to deal with the tense situations that people different regarding race religion and, and political issues so wow what a what a learning experience in in 40 minutes. I mean that's a yeah. very positive statement to me there. Yeah, and and you know again we were. I want to be humble about this. I mean we call it one small step for a reason. It is just one small step. It's not the answer to everything, but it is a step in the right direction. Well, Dave, it's the start, and it's better to have the start yep. than not implement. That's exactly hope, right. That's and we exactly want to encourage right. uh, before we we close here. We want to definitely encourage. Here's that you must. There's no phone number to call, but you need to go to their web, their their website, and their website is take. T A K E one small step dot O R G backslash report. It'll take you to this website and their portal, and you'll be able to uh, register to participate in this report area. And what happens after you fill out this information? They will contact you, right? Be able, she said That's exactly she, right. Yeah, she was and contacted. You get contacted, it, and then you'll get you'll get contacted, and then you'll um, you'll be set up with someone else to talk to, and hopefully you'll you know continue being part of. One small step. You'll spread the word. Maybe you'll get your neighbors to do this. Maybe they'll do it a second time. And Dave, um, she you know, said yeah. that she had a facilitator that helped in, in, in yeah. going back and forth. With you know, they, they, they provide you some some questions and, and discussion points. But she said there was a facilitator. This is part of Zoom, a, a Zoom conversation. I think it's Zoom. Uh, that was that that, and it's very easy. She said it was. Uh, at first, she was quite nervous, but then after, when she got into it, it became very smooth, and, and the, the stranger became a pretty good friend. And I thought, with the, the the last comment, she said, "Well, Gary, I'd look forward in the near future, uh, if it wasn't for COVID, to go up and meet this person." And yep. uh, she, so that was another touching point, you know, that she learned yep. from it. But she also said uh, she's going to go meet that person and, and and go to lunch and go to dinner with the person. Yeah, I mean that you know that again. That's what we hear at the end of most of these interviews, and it's shocking, right? Mm-hmm. Like you'd never imagine that, given what you see on the news. But you know, I, I think that you know a lot of people. There, there are a lot of people who are worried about the country, and people are think are kind of asking, "What can I do right now to help? What can I do, you know, for my country, this country that we love?" And this is again just one small step you can take, uh, you know, for your country, for your neighbors, for Shreveport, um, to you know show show you know show others that this is possible that we can get along so so in, in closing again what do you feel is the outcome after after 
a year of collecting uh, conversations in the Shreveport and other three cities. What's going to happen next? Well, the the dream is that it just expands. So the dream is that in Shreveport and these other these other three cities, we prove that um, this can work and that and that an entire community can buy into it. And then we go to more cities and more cities and more cities and more cities until you know this little ripple becomes a wave that awesome. um, that washes away the um, the sense of contempt across the political divides that's kind of permeating the uh, country right now and that poses such a such a threat. Um, and that, you know, it helps bring us just, you know, a little bit closer together as a country. And again, reminds us that, you know, that it's hard to hate up close and that, you know, if we if we took a little more time to listen to each other and a little less time shouting at each other, we'd be a better, stronger country. <laughs> Very positive. I wish you complete success in this particular program Thanks, in the near Karen. future. So, so one of the questions that Sarah asked was uh, she didn't know the other two cities. Can you share it with our listeners? There's Three a copy. cities. Yeah, Three. sure. Sure. So, um, so we're in Shreveport. Uh, um, we actually um, chose Birmingham, even though we tested there. We're in Birmingham as well. We're in Wichita, Kansas, and we're in Richmond, Virginia. Wow. So those are the four cities that we chose out of all the cities in the country through polling. And um, uh, we have a lot of smart people, scientists, people who study um, the um, kind of high conflict in, in countries and, and got a lot of great advice. And we, we narrowed it down to those four cities and we're thrilled. We're thrilled to be in each of them. Shreveport is the smallest of, of the four, um, as, as you can, oh, as you know, from hearing the, the names of, of the other cities. But um, we're really excited to see, you know, what we can accomplish. And I'm excited for when this pandemic ends to be able to come down and Me talk too. about it in person. Me too. Yeah. Well, thank you again for being on our show. Thank you for sharing information. Again, the website is takeonesmallstep.org backslash reports. Thank you again for participating. Best wishes for continued success in this program in the near future. Gary, I appreciate it. Thank you everyone for listening to our show. Hope you'll join us next Saturday for another show that could benefit you and your loved ones. To learn more about our magazine, radio show, and events, please visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Kaligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. for more Best of Times. This is 1017 FM and 710 Kiel.